to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hi, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. This is Fetish Fridays. I have so many episodes taped and a lot of them are these specific niche fetishes. I have so many good ones coming to you. If you want to hear about fetishes, I'm going to be airing those on Fetish Fridays, maybe once or twice a month. I'm going to kick it off with Amber. Amber's a cross-dresser, he's bisexual, he's super chill, he's really nice. I really liked Amber. Uh, You know, I change everybody's voices and everybody goes deeper. It always just sounds better. But because this is Amber calling in and Amber's a cross-dresser, I decided to make Amber's voice a little higher. I think Amber will be happy. Amber's a guy but he is bisexual. He's also a cock. He's totally into watching his girl with somebody else. Him and his wife totally did the whole cuckold thing. He cuckolded her or he was the cuckold. How does it, what's the proper terminology? (laughs) His wife started hooking up with guys. You know, he had some experiences when he was younger that he talks about. Um, But we really get into how we got into cross-dressing, how it started with wearing panties and how it progressed, uh, and then how he started to realize that he was into guys, his first hookups on Craigslist. He also talks about how he loves posting pics to Snapchat and camming on Chatterbait, okay? He gives a shout out to his Snapchat and Chatterbait at the end of the episode. So if you want to check him out, he's there. And he like, doesn't really even like to make money doing it. He just does it because he loves to. He's gone to adult theaters. You're going to hear about that. And then you're going to hear about what he does on Snapchat and Chatterbait and why he loves it so much. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Amber. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hey, Amber, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. I really was looking forward to this. It was kind of like going out on a date. Really? <laughs> Did you get dressed yeah. up? No, I, I, I found your, a while back, I found your podcast. Mm-hmm. And I became a fan instantly. And I loved your, everything you were doing, the material, the people. Uh, some of it very, very crazy. And I just wonder how people do that and then I think well wait a minute I'm kind of in that uh, ballpark of what I was doing and what I am doing and how what I've evolved into doing so for sure you know when you sent me your email there were so many different aspects to your sexual journey that I wanted to talk about and then I was like oh you know because you wind up okay the the like the quick story and then you're going to go you're going to start from the beginning is that you know 
you started, you're into cross-dressing, right? At some point you do get married. It was a secret life, but you eventually brought it into your marriage and somehow your wife was okay. Or like maybe she found out that you were bisexual and then she started to <laughs> allow or go and have, uh, you know, affairs or a sex with guys and come back and tell you, you guys got divorced. Now you're currently on Chatterbait and, you know, having fun with guys. That's kind of like maybe the way you make money now. I don't know. Is it a side gig? Is it what you're not in a relationship, but you're thinking about the next relationship. Maybe you'll go in fully as who you are. I don't know. I I don't even think I'm making it a short story. I think I'm making it way too long. Why don't you tell me the story? (laughs) Okay, well, uh, picking it up where you went, dove in there, I was married, and, and through my marriage, my wife did not know my total interest in cross-dressing. However, in our sex life, periodically, I would end up wearing her panties or not her bras or anything, and she actually didn't mind that at all, and she often would take on the role of... Uh, the male, she liked the idea of maybe we never got around to pegging or anything, but we got, you know, we did everything close to that. And, uh, and then throughout our marriage, she was very, uh, adventurous. And as it turned out, we decided that we ended up having what we call date nights. So once, once a month, at least maybe twice, she would go out wherever she wanted and and we had rules which uh, it was just more for my security feeling like she was being okay out there uh, she would call me and let me know what was going on if she found someone she wanted to hook up with and uh, and then of course I was just waiting for her to come home to tell me what she did and I would actually you know, get off on that while we were having sex. And that was very exciting for me. And she loved it too. And our marriage ended and had nothing to do with any of that. It didn't go crazy or anything, but this was also way before I discovered what was going on as far as some of the websites and Chatterbait for sure, where you could be on camera. And I think if we had continued to be married, we would have ended up doing that or at least her doing that on camera because she really liked uh, being on camera and having pictures taken and videos. I'm a photographer as well. So, you know, I could get some really artsy pictures, not porno, but just, you know, erotic and artsy. That's what I always went for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's crazy that, well, how did you go from like you wearing your wife's panties to getting her or like whose idea was it for her to start going out on date nights with other guys? It kind of, it was a slow evolution where she would, uh, well, first of all, little backstory to that, she loved dancing. I used to dance and somehow I got away from it and, uh, so we would go out and dancing and I would just say, you know, you know, I don't dance. So just go find somebody and dance with them. And she was really into it. She was one, you know, very uh, sensual person and loved 
to express herself through dancing, you know, like a lot of people do, men and women. And I would watch, and uh, and then she would tell me, you know, he would he was getting hard if he was, you know, dancing next to me. And I said, well, did you do that on purpose? And she said, well, kind of, you know, it's always that sort of thing. So I, I said, well, have fun, you know, it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where it started because, again, it was, in my mind, it was innocent. She was having fun, and I was getting off on it although not to the level it got to when she was actually going out and hooking up with guys. So that's kind of where it started. And then it went to, well, you know, why don't you just go out on your own? And then if you find someone, let me know. And if you decide to, if all you're going to do is dance and play around there, that's fine. But if you decide to go with them somewhere or go to their place. You, you got to let me know where you are so I know you're safe and all of that. So we we did have those kind of rules in place, and she she followed them. I trusted her, and um, we, en- we enjoyed that, all, all of that. Right. Yeah, that's great. So it was kind of like it just happened organically. Yeah, it did, and then it just progressed to the point where, and this may be, well, I told her in leading up to this, it's like, you you know, you can do anything you want. You just can't, you can't get fucked. And, oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and so play and do whatever. And then, and then it got to where, and she, I, and again, I believe her. I don't think she ever got fucked and didn't tell me about it. But uh-huh. she she actually would, you know, we had codes and she would call me and and I would say it was like she had to check in on the kids or something and she would call me and say, you know, um will you just check to see if uh if I left my my watch in the top drawer. You know, I mean that was I just made that up right now, but we had codes like that where I, I knew what she was going to do. Like, well, now he's going to, I want to, you know, he wants me to give him a blowjob or something. So, oh, interesting. so I could tell what was going on. And, uh-huh. and then I just, then I wouldn't want to know anymore. And she didn't want to talk anymore. And then I just would wait again. I'm like waiting for her to come home so I can hear her story. And she, and then she would relive it and I would get off on it. So, I really enjoyed that part. Yeah, that's crazy. And so when did you, like before this happened, had you ever hooked up with guys? Did you know that you were into guys? Wasn't there like Um, an experience? I know it very early on when you were super young, right? But were there any experiences in your adult life with men? Never. Okay. I never, and I used to feel kind of, this is kind of a joke. I used to feel kind of insulted because gay guys never hit on me. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, but I mean that's kind of a joke. But yeah. yeah, when I was in elementary school, I one of my best friends had learned how to uh, masturbate. So one day, and we spent a lot of time together. One day, he was telling me if he asked me if I'd ever done it. So of course I hadn't. I had a very you know very very re- not repressed, but. Uh, religious upbringing so we I didn't know about any of that stuff so he taught me how to masturbate mm-hmm. 
And I'm kind of surprised I still have a penis because we almost wore our cocks out. And <laughs> he would jack me off and I would jack him off. And we would jack off separately. But I never, ever related to it as I'm gay or he's gay. It was just something that we did. Mm-hmm. Now, I found out later, because after elementary school, he went his way and I went my way. I did find out later that he he was, I don't know if he was gay then. I guess if you're gay, you're always gay. I don't know. Right. But he was gay. Mm-hmm. But I didn't ever get the feeling that that's why he taught me that and that's why we did it. But uh, that's what we, so that was the only time I ever had an interaction with the guy and actually did anything with them. Right. So now, and I had, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I, I would fantasize about it periodically, but not all the time. I always had really good, healthy, uh, in quotes, relationships with women a long-term relationships, and we always had a robust sex life. I I love sex. I loved sex with them, and we always did things, but I never took it to the level that I did with my my wife. Who, mm-hmm. That was the only time I was married before I just had long-term, really long-term relationships. Right. Living together, and we would play around and do stuff, but it never went there. But I always had that feeling of, you know, like I would make, you know, I always wanted uh, them to have, you know, you know, like Victoria's Secret stuff. And I was always into heels. I love the higher, the better. And so I would always buy heels. I always had them dressed the way first I wanted them to dress. And then the way that I would think, boy, it would be fun to wear that. Right. But. None of the women, I'm not a huge guy, I'm like 5'11", but all of the the girls and the women I was with were a lot smaller, so none of their stuff would ever fit me except for maybe some panties that would stretch. So mm-hmm. so that's, that was kind of what that was about. And you discovered that you were into cross-dressing very young, though, too, right? Uh, was kind of the beginning of what now they, I don't know if they still call it latchkey kids. My mom, my dad was never around. My mom had to work to raise my brother and I. Mm -hmm. And so we were left alone a lot. And so this was, you know, growing up. And I remember finding her because I would just look through the house, you know, how, I don't know. That's just what I did. And I would find her shoes and her uh, skirts and she had garter belts and stuff like that. And to this day, I think back and I wonder why did I, you know, want to try those on? Cause the shoes obviously were huge on me. Mm-hmm. I looked like, you know, I probably looked like a two year old in her heels, but I was probably six or seven. Mm-hmm. But I do remember the feeling I got from it. And that was, I didn't know what it was. You know, I would get excited, and I knew and that feeling from way in there. It wasn't necessarily that I was getting hard, but I probably was. Yeah. But it was that feeling that I really liked, and so I would 
go and dress up when I was by myself and walk around or lay down or something. But I, again, I didn't know what masturbation was. I never touched myself or anything. So that wasn't until, like I said, my friend in elementary school. Right. But, you know, be, between you trying on your mom's stuff and then you wearing panties and stuff when you were with your wife, like over all those years, did you dabble in cross-dressing even more? Never did. I, I mean, I always wanted to, but mm-hmm. I didn't because I just didn't know. Looking back on it, I think my my ex would have accepted it. Right. But I never went there. Mm-hmm. I was kind of afraid to. I was afraid to ruin. I didn't know what it would do. And so I was afraid of ruining what we were doing because I was enjoying that. But I did want to try it. And uh, but I just never, never pulled the trigger. And then when I got divorced, because I had the time and I, you know, I'm still single. Mm-hmm. And I have the opportunity to do what I want when I want. And then I discovered at first Craigslist, I was posting, started taking pictures and posting them on Craigslist, hoping I was going to just, all I wanted to do was meet somebody and be able to dress up for them. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see what that was like. And I still didn't know if I would go any further. I was willing to put myself in that situation just to see, but then didn't do that. Got good responses from my pictures because, like I said, I'm a photographer and I, I know how to take even selfie pictures. I got a remote and I can take artsy pictures, but I always take them from the neck down because I'm not passable. Uh, and I create an illusion from the neck down that seems to work for the guys that I hook up with on the internet and recently actually have met up with the one guy. So I have that experience now. Mm-hmm. But you waited a very long time, right? And even to maybe, do you feel like it was even a long time before you fully came to terms with the fact that you had an attraction to men or did you know it all that time and you were just consciously, you know, keeping that at bay or do you think it was like a subconscious thing well here's where it gets a little not weird i don't know what the word would be yeah if i if there was a guy there and there was a woman and i could choose between the two i would choose the woman Mm -hmm. i love women i love everything about a woman and having i've never well, I've always had really great, that's kind of the weird part that I'm trying to wrap my head around. I've always had amazing sex life with any woman that I've been with. And sometimes I think it's because when I'm making love to a woman, I'm treating her the way I would want to be made love to if somebody did that to me. Does that make any sense at all? Yeah, that's interesting. So you're getting kind of, it's like kind of like double, I never thought of that, but it's kind of like you're getting double the pleasure, right? A regular guy is getting the pleasure of being with that woman, but 
maybe a guy yeah. who's has these other interests like you do, you are getting the pleasure right. from a woman, but you're also projecting onto her and getting the pleasure for yourself as if you're her. Right. And, and then when you find out, because to me, uh, having a, once you're in a relationship, then, then you start exploring, well, I'm just going to speak for myself. I would start exploring the, where the boundaries were because I, ne I never wanted to ask uh, a woman to do anything she didn't want to do. Right. But you got to find out where, where the edge is. And yeah. so a lot of times somebody will, I'll just take my ex for an example, as it turned out, we were so compatible on everything. I mean, this sounds like a silly point to make, but I discovered that I like, now it's just like you can hardly find, well, this is going to be one of those blanket statements. You can hardly find a woman that doesn't have a shaved pussy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It used to be you that wasn't the case. And so when I, and I always liked that. And so when I, whoever I was with, eventually I would kind of get around to, well, why don't, have you ever thought of doing that? And, and once they did, uh, then they kind of, they enjoyed it as much as I did. Mm -hmm. So it's things like that, where once you explore these things, you find out how far you can go and how far they want to go. And then I was always interested in saying, you know, what is it that you like? What can I do for you? And then vice versa. So it was a win-win if we were both compatible on all the different aspects of our sexual life that we wanted to share. Right. Which is kind of what made when we ended up her going out and uh, meeting guys and coming back and telling me was she was getting her pleasure out of it and she knew I was and we were sharing. So that kind of gave it some credibility. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty, secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Yeah, for sure. As opposed to her going out and doing it. Because if she was going to go out and have an affair and get laid and not tell me about it, she was going to do that anyway. Not that she would have, but you know what I mean. Yeah, uh-huh. What I always yeah. hear from people that I talk to that are, you know, doing this consensually, that the person that's off with that guy, I mean, she's having double the pleasure too. She's having fun because she's with a partner, a new guy, right? It's just that, right, that sex part is there. But what is also yeah. a part of what she's getting off on is the fact that you are sitting at home waiting and she's going to tell you and that she's doing this for you, right? That adds a whole other layer to it. And that, you know, it, it is 
you know, makes it even more of a turn on. Yeah. And I would, uh, you know, I would, when she was leaving, I would, I didn't actually have to suggest much of what to wear, but I made sure I made sure I didn't have any control. I would say, well, what about this bra or what about, I always picking my favorites. Mm -hmm. So I knew that whoever she met was going to have, you know, a visual fun. And then I knew how she was sexually. So I knew that was going to be a no brainer. So it was almost like, they were getting the best of the best, you know, but that's only because I knew how she was. And I knew that once she got to experiment on her own without doing whatever she wanted, uh, that was even going to be better for her. Right. And it did. So you're, she's there getting turned on by him and by the fact that, you know, you're home getting turned on by the fact that she's with the guy and then she comes home and yeah. you guys have better sex. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's so counterproductive. It was, it, it's a, is that the right word? You know, but you would never think, I think some people that have never experienced this or it's not their kink or they're not into it, you know, they would think or, you know, or imagine like, you know, you would never think how does, you know, sleeping with other people help your sex life. Right. But the people that are into it, I mean, that's what they always say that it, it makes their sex even better. Like they have great sex for the next three days. Just thinking about that scenario. Yeah. But the other part is, I think you either, it's almost like you you do or you don't, because if you, if the trust isn't there, it right. can go off the rails really easy. I've, I've had friends that tried, I, I, we, I never told anybody what we were doing, but mm -hmm. sometimes my male friends would say, yeah, my, my wife met this guy. And, but it, if you don't, if you don't buy into it and you're not doing it for the right reasons, then it can come back and backfire on you. And then you got problems. Right. If, especially if there's no trust, because that's what it's all based on, on, on the trust. And so, like I was telling you, uh, we had these rules and it started out. You can only, cause I didn't know how it was going to work again. I wanted to make sure it, it was, as far as we were concerned, under control. So I knew that she wouldn't have any problem at all meeting someone. And then I knew that it was up to her. The women have the control. Women can kind of, I don't care who the guy is. He could be GQ guy. If the woman isn't wanting to do it, it's not going to happen. And I get that. So she can control all of that. So we originally started out by saying uh, you can, you know, just make make out, you know, maybe go to his car or maybe, you know, but you just, you can't do anything other than that. Mm -hmm. And so, and that, and she went along with it. And, and then uh, the next, when we did it a few times, then as I was saying, and it was kind of a game for me too. I would say, okay, now, you, you know, not only, if you feel like making out, you can let him, you know, fill you up. And so we progressed to the point where she eventually ended up, you know, actually ending up at their apartment and having sex. And But we had a definite cutoff. She had to be home by a certain time because I just, again, it was the safety thing. Mm -hmm. 
and she had to let me know. Like if she was going to stay past a certain time because I knew that was when she was going to be having sex, she would call me and, and say something like, well, go ahead and put the kids to bed, thinking I was like the babysitter. Right. Uh, I'll be another hour. Yeah. And then, and then another hour she would show up. And now did the guys typically know that you knew what was going on or did they think she was cheating? Was it always the same guy? Was she doing different guys? Did any of that uh, matter? She, did. she ended up uh, having one guy kind of regular, but it wasn't like every time, but she would meet up with him periodically. Nobody knew what was going on as far as me. And we were getting to the point where I thought, you know, why don't, uh, we just let them in on it and see what happens. Yeah. But we never, we never got to that. Although I did go with her cause I was, I wanted to see, I wanted to see her, how she did it. So I went one time, she went into this, to the bar first. Then I waited about 10 minutes and now I went in and I just sat and I watched her. Yeah. And uh, guys would come up to her and ask her to dance, and she would dance and and have a really good time. And then there was this one guy where I knew you know, she kept dancing with him, and I could see, you know, he was not literally all over her on the dance floor, but you could tell what was going on. And uh, so I, because I had brought her, then I thought, well, how's this going to work, you know? Uh, and so as it turned out, he, they made plans and she told him something like, you know, I've got to, I got a friend that brought me and I've got to get a ride and then I can come back. And so she went outside and I went with her and she told me that. So she took me home and then she went back and then hooked up with him. Right. But the guys never knew. You never watched. No. Would she take any videos or anything like that? Or it was just strictly she would come home and explain what happened. And that's. Well, this this sounds like back in the Stone Age. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't I know those have ages. the technology. Uh, and yeah. man, if we did, I would be in ha- I would still be living off of that. Right. Not living she like had an iPhone. But, just, you know, but I did tell her because she did have a phone that would take pictures. And I said, you know. Having to take some pictures, I, I would love to see that, but we didn't get around to that either. Mm-hmm. So now you guys get divorced. I mean, and like you said, it had nothing to do with that. You obviously, the sex, your sex life was obviously great, right? That was solid. Yeah, I really, yeah, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so now fast forward to what you're doing now. You're on Chatterbait. And this is what I was really interested in, right? Because I don't know that I've had, uh, I've had women that have been escorts and webcam girls, I think. You know, I've never had a guy that does it. How did you start that whole part of your life? Well, like I said, back when Craigslist was around, I was taking pictures and, uh, and they were, you know, again, artsy erotic pictures. And then I wanted to, I wanted somebody to see them. So Craigslist, I could post pictures. And so I did. And then I was getting some good response, even though it's only response in a text and there was no interaction. And then I did 
some people say, well, why don't we meet up? And I just wasn't ready for that. I thought about it and I was interested, but I just wasn't ready. Then I started looking around on the internet and I found different sites and I tried a couple of other. One was a cross-dressing site and I posted lots of pictures and I got lots of responses. But I, there was, again, the interaction was the thing. And then somebody told me about Chatterbait where you can go on camera and get to have a more of an interaction. So I went and looked at it and it was like, okay, this is me because I can dress up. I can control the situation. Uh, I can be on a mic, my, my, my mic, I can talk to them and then they type in their response. That's the only kind of drawback. Mm-hmm. And so I, have a bio and I posted pictures and I still post more pictures and then through chat. So on Chatterbait, I set my camera up so that it's, again, it's from me from the neck down. And then I dress. Usually I'm in, you know, heels and maybe a garter belt and hose and uh, panties and a bra. And then I, while I'm talking to people, because um, you get viewers, I can, you know, touch myself and do things like that. But my whole point of doing that was to get, because I'm also on Snapchat, mm-hmm. was to get people to connect with me on Snapchat, because on Snapchat, you can either talk on the phone you can do an interacting, you know, like a, almost like a Zoom thing where they can be on camera, you can be on camera, you can send pictures, and you can send texts. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of actually talking to the guy that I'm interacting with because I want to hear their reaction. Right, not just typing it out. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and really all these, and I don't know if you ever have looked at Chatterbait, the numbers of any category you want are there. And the when I looked, when I first started, I looked at all the guys that are out there or trans that are doing what I'm out there doing. And I thought, well, nobody's ever going to look at me because these guys and girls have these incredible cocks, you know, and they're, they are just, and they, they're look, they're passable. So they're on camera. Mm-hmm. And and uh, quite honestly, I look like a guy, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I always would, if I'm ever out and I see, and I applaud them for doing it. I see guys who are have the courage to dress up the way they want and go out, but they, no judgment. They look like a guy, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't. I didn't want to be that guy. I didn't want to be the Walmart guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so That's I funny. would uh, hide my identity. And uh, Snapchat has some filters. And this one filter makes you, its like, it just makes you, whoever you are, it makes you look more of like a female. And I've taken a couple of those and I go, man, if I look like that, I would just be in a lot of trouble. I would be probably out all the time in bars picking up guys because I don't right now I don't have the, the you know the balls to actually do that dress and go out although 
But that's only because you don't feel like you, it's only because you have very high standards and you know you don't meet them. But if you did, you would be doing it is what you're saying, right? Well, then I did meet somebody through uh, through Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And we, we had, and so all these guys that watch me on, uh, you know, they're just kind of surfing through all these different people. And then I don't know how they find me. I have like 1,200 over 1200 uh followers mm-hmm. and so th- somebody sees you and they like you and then they follow you so but they go from i know they go from person to person but if i see them i can tell how long they're there and i know what they're there to to get off so i that's my mission is to get them hard and harder and then a lot of them are just there to edge they edge forever you know like i ask them i say are you a 12-hour edger or mm-hmm. are you going to come for me this so, is on chatterbait you know, right i just want to make sure this is all on chatterbait or snapchat this is chatterbait right you're talking about this is all chatterbait yeah okay yeah. go on yeah so again i thought man these why would anybody want to watch me especially since i don't show my face and uh again i from my waist down i i think i could i pull it off and I get great responses. I've got regulars. I've got, I don't, you can get, you can make money on Chatterbait. I chose not to. I'm not there for the tokens. Mm -hmm. I'm there to help. And I actually say it in my bio and I tell people when I actually talk to them, if I get to talk to them on the phone or on uh, Snapchat, I'm just there to fulfill their fantasies. Mm Mm-hmm. And which is also fulfilling mine. Right. I get to dress up and I get to act like a, you know, a slut. And, and so for me, that's, that's plenty. And so through Snapchat, this one guy who we would get on Snapchat and I would get him off and he loved it. And he kept saying, let's get together. So I finally said, okay. But I said, and I tell people, I say, you know, I just want you to know I am not passable. You'll never see my face. And they're okay with that because they're creating their own, you know, I don't know what they think I look like, but it's probably not anything I look like. Does yeah. that make sense? Uh-huh. It's a fantasy. Yeah. So then when I, that was my big thing. I'm going to go meet this guy. And so the good thing, <laughs> the only good thing about COVID is you can wear a mask and nobody questions it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, so I had a nice little mask, and I wore a really super low-cut bra underneath a shirt I could open real easy, and I wore really baggy shorts, and I had a thong on. And I said, that's the only dressing up I can do, because we were going to meet him after work and just park in my car. It was like a first date. Mm-hmm. And so, as it turned out, one of the things he said to me at one point, just unsolicited, he says, you know, you're a handsome man. And I thought, oh, I mean, I've never had an issue with that, but I didn't expect that if he was expecting me to, to be more feminine. Right. So that was kind of okay. And we've got together a couple of times since. And with him, I've... Uh, like my first cock and jacked off someone several times to 
till they come. I haven't, to this day, I haven't uh, been fucked. And uh, he played with me and he sucked me for a little bit. But really, I'm there for him or them on the chatterbait or on Snapchat. Meaning you're helping them, but there's something about that that gets you off, right? Oh, for sure. Right. Mm -hmm. I love, so I get to dress up. I like that. Yeah. I have, I'm, I can control them and only in the sense of, we try to make it very sensual and erotic. Mm -hmm. And I try to figure out what they're into. Like, for example, on, there's, I had some, I have regulars on Chatterbait. One guy, when he comes on, and I can recognize him by their uh, screen name, Mm -hmm. this one guy, I find out, is just all about armpits, and he gets off on armpits. So I, when I knew he was there and I found that out, then if I find somebody who actually is interacting with me, I play to them. Mm -hmm. And so I got my camera and made sure I had shots of my uh, armpits for him. And he, he really enjoyed that. He appreciated it. He got off on it. You know, I find out, no, no I guess it's kind of, I don't care. Some guys, they say, oh, you wouldn't want to see me. I have a really small dick. And I say, I don't care what size your cock is. Mm-hmm. I want you to, I want you, I want you to get hard for me. And I try to, do everything I can to be something for them that they normally probably wouldn't get. Right. So, and on the phone or in the camera, it's easy to do that. Now, if I were out and I was picking up somebody, I'd probably, although I don't, I really don't care about size, even though, well, the other thing I should say is recently, because I've been exploring more, I decided I was going to go to, and this really happened in the last couple of weeks. I went to an adult theater. Because mm-hmm. I, somebody said, because as weird as it is, I can connect with all these guys from, a lot of people are from other countries, and then other ones, they're back east, and they're way far away. It's just, you know, not, I'm not going to get in my car and go meet them. And they said, well, you know, you shouldn't, need somebody locally and I've been trying to, but it's really difficult and I don't know why, mm-hmm. but they suggested we just go to a adult theater. So with COVID, they all shut down and they've just recently opened up to the point where people are going back. So I went and I found one and uh, went in and it was very weird and awkward. I didn't know what the protocol was and I kind of knew what happened in there, but I just wasn't sure. And it was everything I thought it would be a lot of guys and they just walk around There different rooms. You can go in. Most of them are jacking off and watching the movie. And some of them are jacking other people off. And I thought, well, this, this is my chance to at least experiment with that. And so the very first time I went, I, uh, two different guys at totally different time, no, three. <laughs> mm-hmm. I sound like a real hole. I actually jacked them off. 
played with one forever. He didn't come, but the other two came pretty quickly. So you've had multiple experiences now. You just started to more so, right? Because you went to the yeah. adult theater with yeah. men. Yeah. Yeah. But then, I so I went to the first one, and that was that was with the three, and that was that was kind of okay, except the place was really seedy. It was almost like, ooh, I should need to put on those little operating booties when I go in, you know. Oh, gross. But, but there was a lot of guys you know, of different persuasions and sizes and thickness and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of them were just there to watch, you know, watch other people. And so then I went, so I had a list of four places that I was going to go check out based on people's recommendation. So I went to the second one uh, at the beginning of the week. And that one didn't have, it only had two rooms showing a movie. And one actually had a sign outside that said gay. And that was the kind of movies they were showing. And the other one was straight. And there was just big empty rooms and all these things are, they're painted black. So there's hardly any light at all, just from the screen. Mm-hmm. And and that one I realized, because it was the same thing. Guys come in and they look at you and they sit down. And if you want to, you can, if they take their cock out, you can touch them. And people were giving blowjobs and stuff like that. But I realized that that's not really what I want because it's so, it's not that I want to fall in love with somebody. But, you know, it's just, it just seemed to... God, what's the word? Do nothing. Mm-hmm. You need right. You did. You need. You need more layers to it. It was just too surface. Like yeah, yeah meaningless. So meaningless. It, yeah, and the other part of it was that I, I wasn't in my element. I wasn't. Well, I did wear again. I wore a, a bra and panties underneath my stuff, mm-hmm. just in case. Uh, like the first night I went out, this guy was really getting going and I am I had a work a shirt that snapped and I unsnapped it and I had this bra on and he was like he really liked that. So I knew that if I got to that point somebody's gonna like it. Mm-hmm. But it still wasn't what I was enjoying it as I didn't enjoy the second night as much as I thought I would. The right. first night was kind of okay because it was new to me. I'm going to go look at these other two places, but I have a feeling that I might just not do that because it's just too, maybe too clinical. Maybe that's the word. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone feels different about stuff like that. I think that's, you know, and I think you feel what a girl, a lot of women feel about one night stands. Right. It's typically a lot of women don't understand that. Right. And that's, I think, a, a big reason why they don't understand, like how men just like bang so many people or that they're always they need so much variety right. because a woman needs a lot more. A lot of women, not to say all women. Right. But most women, they need to feel something more, you know, in a connection um, to get yeah, turned on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was what going back to my ex. uh that was the thing about, you know, and I said, you know, you're going to, these guys are, there's absolutely no reason why they are not going to 
I'm not saying fall in love with you. Yeah. They're going to fall in love with you. Yeah. Because you're, you actually are everything that they are fantasizing about, you know, and so you got to make sure you're in control and that you control the situation at all times. Mm-hmm. And knowing that she had, you know, she was coming back to me and that I was okay with it and she could enjoy it, that made it a lot easier. If you're out on your own, male or female, I'll, I'll tell you, in my life, I have never had a one-night stand. Mm-hmm. I never cruised bars. I never picked up women. I just met the women I was with organically. And, oh, by the way, we've moved in together, and we've lived together for three or four years, and then it ended. So I was lucky that way. I don't know what that other part's like. I think I would, wouldn't like taking advantage of somebody on that level. So, But that's why you don't like it with the guys, because that's basically what these experiences are in the theater for you. And, you know, so it's just like across the board, whether it's a male or female, you're just not into one night stands because you're a relationship guy. Yeah, could be. Right. Uh, the ones that, and really I'm kind of doing that with these regular guys that I meet on either Chatterbait or Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Because when they see that I'm on, they because they get uh, if they follow me, then when I go on, they get a you know you get a like your when you post a one of your segments, I get a a warning, not a warning, but a, an alert. It says yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So when I go on, they and then they show up, and then if I see a regular, then I'll say okay, I'll see you on Snapchat, and then I'll get off of Chatterbait and go on Snapchat with them. Because mm-hmm. then, I can, if they don't want to be on their cell phone, they can at least be on the telephone. Because I really want to have that interaction, and I want to hear them getting involved, and I want to talk to them. And you know, my whole point is to just get them, get them off, and to do it in a way that they really want it to be. Right. And again, it's I get to do it because I'm enjoying it too. Right, obviously. I was so curious about yeah. how much you made on, on Chatterbait, but you don't make any money. You don't know when you were like, oh, I don't even charge for it. I was like, oh, shit. I always love those. I love the price ranges, and I don't know why. I well, just always I, find that interesting. There are some, yeah, there's some on there that I think they make just tons of money. I follow this one. Uh, she's a, I don't know if she's a trans or just like me. Mm-hmm. She's in uh, the Netherlands. She's she only sh- it's weird no matter what she does and she does a lot of moving around yeah she only it's only from her like eyes or nose down mm-hmm. and she's she's beautiful i really like her look she's got an incredible body a great cock and she plays with all kinds of toys and stuff and i know that she's got followers and they do on um, chatterbait if you're doing tokens you know, they have different ranges, like I'll show you my pussy for 200 tokens or something. Mm-hmm. I just watch because you're going to see it anyway, and I can see it for free. So, but I put in my bio, I don't I don't want tokens. I'm not doing it for the tokens. So, Right. Maybe one day you'll change your mind, and then you have to let me know how much you can make. <laughs> I know, listen, I, <laughs> I, I did my show for seven years. 
my podcast and never made a dime on it. And it was literally around just when I got locked down for COVID that I was like, maybe I should try to monetize here. And then once I started that, it, it was a, it added something to it, you know, and it, it doesn't take away from the fact that I enjoy helping people. I'm still doing that. I'm still gratified by, you know, and, and this, the intention is still the same, right? But in, and even though I added the intention to now I'm going to monetize, it didn't take away from that other aspect of it, which is I do like to talk to people, help them. I love It's interesting to me. I would do it for free. I did it for free, right? You know, for nothing for all those years. Right. So, I mean, you may change your mind at some time and it wouldn't change anything, you know? Well, the, and again, I like my, I really want to, I miss having a relationship. I miss uh, sharing with somebody with a female. Yeah. So I'm hoping that I, that that happens. And that, but I want to genderly kind of bring out the fact that I'm into what I'm into because I, in a way, I don't want to give it up. But if it means if it's a deal breaker and if I'm really fall in love, then I guess I could I could do it. I don't know. It would be a test, but. <laughs> You know, I would be the one when, you know, she comes home early and I'm all dressed up and then I would have some splaining to do. Uh, yeah. But, but in the meantime, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm busy doing stuff and, uh, and when I have my time, I do what I want. And sometimes it's to go on camera and dress up and get guys off. So that's good. So you're having, but your, mm-hmm. your franchise there is amazing. When I first found it, I, I just thought this is amazing because not only do you, I love how you go in depth on whoever you're talking to, mm-hmm. and you don't just well, you you get to get the kind of the essence of why people do things, and yeah. and then sometimes the real reality of what happens if it goes wrong, or that you you know because you can play around all you want, but if it goes bad, it's not going to be fun, so. right? And and sex is something that kind of gets a hold of people, and you know you make some bad decisions sometimes. But it's fun to listen to. I love. I, I just I look forward to your uh, episodes. They're really amazing. Yeah, and how and you're, much you're an incredible uh, interviewer too. Thank you. Because sometimes it's funny. Sometimes I think I'm terrible because I don't know that I have the best grammar and I'm not so well spoken. What I am first and foremost and why I've been doing my show for so long and talked to over 400 people and did it all for no money is I'm a curious person. I love human nature. I love peeling back the layers. I talk to you the way I would talk to a stranger in the park. Like I could talk to anybody easily and I do it because I find stuff like this interesting, right? It's, it is a thing that I actually enjoy and I do like helping people and I always want to bring like that angle that you say is there in my conversations is there because I am always you know, hoping that somebody learns something or, you know, take something from the episode. I sometimes yeah. think I cock block the, the sex stories a little too much because I go down these other paths. But at the end of the day, I'm not creating porn. I think people do get turned on by my, you know, episodes and that's great, but that's not my intention. It's a, it's an okay bonus right. if that happens. But what I really 
hope to do and like what I said my intention is is to help people and I think that we all learn by hearing from other people you know I can't tell you how many times I'm talking to somebody and you know we're in a conversation and they don't ask one question they're not really listening they don't really care about what I'm saying and I am always like so many people lose out on life lessons because they're never really listening to somebody else, right? To me, I learned so much from actually listening to what other people say, what other people have gone through. You know, that's the moments that my light bulb has gone off. So I just think that, yeah, a lot of people miss out on that um, because they're just interested in talking about themselves, you know. But here's a place on my show where you're going to hear about somebody else. There's going to be guys that are going to be able to relate to you, maybe put stuff together, you know, uh, maybe they want to find you on Chatterbait. I was going to ask you, do you want to give a shout out to your name or who you are on Chatterbait? Is Chatterbait by any sure. chance? Okay, great. Yeah, Why don't you give I that know. out? I think that would be really interesting, especially because I love where you're coming from. Like I said, it's not wrong of you to go out and eventually monetize if you want to, because you can. But it's it's great that people know that they're there and you're really getting turned on because I think sometimes the problem with porn for me always is like if you're watching and I was always like I like the amateur stuff better because I knew it was more real right I really want to be a voyeur watching someone really have sex and be into it and I think the problem for me always with porn was it was just so overproduced and you know that someone's not even getting horny and they're just doing it for the cash and I can't get into that experience so I feel like what you're doing on Chatterbait what's great about it is because you're not taking any money. The people know for a fact that you're there for enjoyment and to pleasure them. You know, it's the real deal. And I think, so I think your uh, chatterbait is something people would want to go check out. Okay. Well, on chatterbait, I'm amberman47, just all one word, Mm -hmm. Mm amberman47. Amberman47. Okay. Yeah. That's it on that. And then on Snapchat, I I think I'm Amber Man as well, 2018. Snapchat 2018. I'm but just it, writing but this I, out. Yeah, on my uh, Chatterbait bio, it says what my Snapchat is. Okay, but and if someone I, wants to know, find you on Chatterbait, how do they go? They could find you there, or do they have to scroll yeah, through you everybody? Don't have to, yeah, I pay to be on it, which is not very much, really. I pay to be on it so I can actually be on camera. To look at Chatterbait, you don't have to. You can just find it on the internet, go to it, and then there's a little uh, search, you know, like the little magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. And then in that little box, you just put, you know, my name, and then it will take you to my, if I'm not on, it will still take you to my bio. But if I'm on, it'll say broadcasting now, and then you can click on it. Now, on when that happens, you don't have a. You can interact with me, but you can, you know you can't do anything else. But if I know you know so if they wanted enough, they can follow me. If they haven't signed up, then they can. I don't think they can follow me, but they can at least find me and watch. Now, do you have a set schedule so that people know, hey, if I go on at this time, Amber Man's going to be on? Sometimes I do it in the morning just to wake up for Mm -hmm. a little bit. And then then at Arizona time, because I'm in Arizona, uh, I go on maybe 
10 my time or 11, mm-hmm. which means back east. And again, I'm, I really have been totally amazed that I haven't found more people here. I w- I'm still looking to find people here in, in the Phoenix area or Arizona, because then I would like to, my next goal is to actually go somewhere with someone like either their place or a motel room and actually dress up and see what that's like. Because right now it's just all on camera. And then I would roll the dice as far as me not being passable. Right, because I was going to say, how are you going to get in your car? Maybe you bring everything with you. Because when you have hooked up with guys recently, the couple times you you had stuff under, you just had undergarments on, right? You want to do full cross-dressing, maybe. I mean, that's your goal. Yeah, I want to do the whole, I Mm -hmm. want, yeah, I want to do the whole thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, maybe there's a guy Just looking. You never know, you know, <laughs> listening right now. Yeah. You're in Arizona. I mean, typically I like to keep people anonymous. I'm going to change your name, your your voice slightly, right? So nobody knows. Um, a lot of times I tell people, you don't lie for, about where you, you're you from and I change your name oh. and all that stuff. But for you, since, you know, you are going to be anonymous somewhat because I'm not putting your name out there, but you are maybe looking for somebody, a listener to hook up with here. No, I would be happy to meet up with whoever wants to say hello. Okay, awesome. Why don't you I give mean, out, do you, how do how should we do it? Amber Man, should you give out an email or should they email me and I forward it on to you? Uh, I can, my email address is uh, Amber Man, again, one word, Amber Man. 2018 at mail, not gmail, mail.com. Okay, so that's Amber Man, A M B E R M A N, 2018 at mail.com. Is that correct? M A N N. Oh, two N's. Okay, Amber Man. Yeah. A-M-B-E-R-M-A-N-N-2018 at mail.com. And Amber Man on Chatterbait, right? Give that out again. It's Amber two Man. N's. Yeah, Amber Man four seven okay. forty seven. Yep, Chatterbait, and then on Snapchat, Amber Man two zero one eight. I think it's Amber Man. I think it's just Amber Man. I, I, I just go <laughs> when somebody says I'm here. I should know that better, but I don't. Okay. But, but I got a question for you, sure. and you can take the fifth if you want. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, I mean, you're involved, you're involved with talking to people about all these different aspects of sexuality and everything. Yeah. Do you, A, live vicariously through all that, or have you had that, have you had a very robust sexual life? You know, I did. When I was younger, I mean, part of it was, and I've talked about this before, so I'm not like giving out any other, you know, information I never have, but some people, a lot of people miss it, right? Because it's like in like earlier episodes. But when I was younger, I acted out sexually and I was also very open-minded and curious about sex, right? So, you know, put those Mm -hmm. two things together. Take a person who's naturally curious about sex. I mean, as a very young girl, I couldn't wait to lose my virginity and get in that world. I want to, I couldn't wait to start that and be, 
a part of and be a sexual being and I wanted to try everything and like I was like really young and told my first boyfriend like you put your dick in my ass you know I wanted to try anal sex you know I was like so I'm a naturally curious person and open-minded about sex right um and but I was also you know had not such a great upbringing so I had a lot of dysfunction put on me when I was younger so I acted out sexually a lot so I had a very robust sex life and did a lot of crazy things and, and tried a lot of different kinds of relationships and all that stuff um I would say as I got older, things changed. I quit drinking. I stopped acting out. So, you know, I'm different in that I don't have sex with as many people. You know, I don't maybe have as many crazy experiences. But in a relationship, I'm very monogamous by nature now. You know, I like to try different things and would. I'm not in a relationship now, but in my next relationship, and I've talked about this before, I think from talking to people, I would be that girl that would be like, oh, you know, maybe after a while that I could really trust somebody that maybe I would have him be able to go be with other people and come back and tell me about it. And that would be a turn on. Like I have learned that through talking to people. So, you know, I don't know that I I always feel like, you know, when I'm talking to swingers and, uh, you know, people that are experts (laughs) and have been in the lifestyle or, you know, have a fetish and have been living it out. I mean, that's not me, you know, but I'm open minded and I'm curious and I'm down to try different things. And when I have a partner and I feel comfortable, I'll go to different places because that curious nature in me that likes to talk about everything. I like to try things, too. So, you know, that's about as far as it goes. Mm -hmm. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering because again, you're when you were talking about your interview uh, technique. It's true if you're interested in somebody, then people are comfortable to talk to you. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and that's very evident in all the interviews I've listened to. It doesn't take long. Maybe there's a little bit of nervousness at the beginning, but yeah. then after a while, it's just a conversation, which yeah. is pretty amazing. You don't get that a lot. Sometimes interviews sometimes are forced because they're saying, oh, I got to, you know, we only have this much time and, mm-hmm. and I want to get to these topics. I want to, here's the bullet points. And yeah, I'm terrible at I used that. To joke about, yeah, I used to joke about interview techniques where, like if in the news, if somebody said uh, they were talking to somebody and the answer was, well, yeah, I, I took him outside and killed him and buried him in my backyard. The guy would be not even listening. He'd be looking at his notes, and he would say, yeah. "So, uh, where did yeah. where did you go on vacation?" Yeah, right. You know? They just totally miss it. Yeah, I've, I've I I hear that sometimes. Absolutely, and I think. Yeah. You know, and that's why I could never be that kind of interviewer. Like I have a friend that does um, a podcast that is a celebrity gossip and stuff. And so he knows, you know, stuff that he has to get. So he gets press and all this stuff. And I would be terrible at that. That is like way too professional for me. Like I, you know, but to have just a regular conversation, like the way that I do it is very natural for me. And I think, like you said, people... No, like people open up to me and feel very comfortable because I'm not I'm I'm genuinely listening and I'm completely curious and I and I really and I'm coming from a non-judgmental way and uh, place. Right. So I, all my life, people would always be like in the middle of talking to me, like, I don't know why I'm telling you this, you know, and it's, it was always because I'm interested and because I'm not listening in a judgmental way. And I think that people could smell that from a mile away. And it is very different what oh, I do yeah. here. And when I try to have experts on oh my God, I have to edit the shit out of those episodes because I just feel like I sound like such an asshole because I'm so bad at it. I'm not professional at all. 
but what I do on my show, thank God, isn't that. It's just a regular conversation. It's what makes people comfortable. I do think that's why I get a lot out of people because it's that way. And it's the only way I could do it anyway, because I would be terrible at any kind of professional interview. <laughs> I never have one thing written, by the way. I look through your email right before we got on the phone just to get like a couple bullets so I could maybe stay on track, you know, but I really, I mean, that's about as much as I do before I get on the phone with somebody. And then I hope I'm right about this. Have I not seen you on camera? Yeah, no, I just, I'm like you, I'm, I'm not showing my face and you know, I, uh, I just show my torso and that works in a weird way, you know, on YouTube. Cause now I have okay, a YouTube okay. channel. I have a YouTube channel. So I do do that. And there is a price on my, uh, anonymous face, you know, like eventually down the line, if I, you know, I, my show got bigger and wanted to go to a different platform and there was a lot of money involved, I would maybe come out of the closet. But, you know, it really works for me. I think it adds to my show. It wasn't on purpose, but it became a show all about being anonymous and even me being anonymous adds to it. And like I said, the whole thing is such a like a, it, it became what it is by accident, but it all works. So why would I change that? So I don't show my face. Um, I would okay. down the line at a certain point, like I said, but someone would have to pay me a lot of money to do that because I make a really good amount of money now doing without it. And I enjoy not being known. So um, now part of my hesitation in doing what I'm like, I can control it all on camera and Snapchat and chat. Yeah. If I, when I went to the uh, uh, theaters, I was able to wear a mask. Yeah. Because of COVID. But someday, you know, you, if you walk in with a mask, people are going to look at you like you're crazy. But so I still don't, I'm not ready. I don't know if I'll ever be ready to be a, yeah, that's the guy that cross dresses and right. you know, likes to have sex, even if it's just jacking somebody off. But for you, I mean, I think if you, if you, were to be on camera doing exactly what you're doing and you never see the other person, I think that would just take it through the roof. Yeah, I know. I have thought, I I know that that is something that could possibly take me there. Do I wait for, like I said, an offer of like, oh, you know, here's a contract and you sign it and then we do it and here's some extra money. Or do I pull that card from me? It's a card that I haven't played yet. I know that it's a powerful card it's hopefully a card that I will play at a certain level. Right. But for right now, like I said, it still works. I'm not ready to do it, but I should probably do it before I'm like 65 and busted. Right. I mean, you know, so I don't know. No, I think you, I think you'd be pushing the boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I am on a certain level yeah. now. Right. But I'm 52, but I still look good for my age. I don't hide because I, I don't look good. It's just that it's, it's, I like the anonymousness no, I, of it yeah, all. I get it. Yeah. I it works. It. But, uh, yeah, it's, if you, like, again, I hate to keep saying this, but it's true. I, you're great at what you do. I really, I was kind of nervous about this because I, because having listened to, I've listened to quite a few of your, a yeah. lot of uh, your mm-hmm. podcasts, and I thought, well, you've already done this, and what do I have to add to it, so... Yeah, but I mean, come on. I can, it, every single person is unique. And and that's why I could just talk to f- over 400 people and not have one episode that's the same, you know, and I can t- and I'll right, always right. take on because there's different angles. You know, I've had other cross dressers on but not that have 
had your experience. And I think it's important to show all different kinds of cross-dressers, right? Because the people that are listening are going to be like, oh my God, his story, I could relate to it, you know? So um, yeah, no, I never get, you might be nervous and people always say they're a little bit nervous to come on and they don't know what they have, but you were a very good interview. It was, I'm trying not to interrupt people as much and I think I'm doing better at that. And I think it always helps when I have somebody that is a good storyteller and, you know, tells her story and I don't have to really run it. So this was a great conversation. Thank you so much. It'll definitely be aired in the next couple of weeks. So look out for it because wait until you hear your episode as a third person. It's going to be even more enjoyable than it was talking to me. I always love my episodes more when I go back and edit them and hear them outside of myself. So you're definitely going to have that experience. Thank you so much for calling in and giving uh your story and i'm gonna promote you on your chatterbait and hopefully you'll get some people maybe i'll you know find you a a guy to meet in arizona we'll hope for that too i'll put all that information in the description (laughs) below okay all right thanks so much amber man i appreciate it uh i really enjoyed it that's awesome i'm so happy all right bye have a great day you too bye Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.